Our little eczema babies need so many things. One especially important thing to work into their day is herbs. When you create your own herbal remedies, you're giving your kids potent active compounds with real benefits. So I've come up with seven ways to get these eczema treating herbs into our little kids and listed out some herbs that you can start using now to help heal their skin. I've outlined some methods that work from the outside in and the inside out to get you started on your healing journey. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey mama, welcome to the Eczema Kids podcast. Do you want your baby to actually have baby soft skin? Are you literally up all night caring for your itchy, miserable kid? Are you hoping to give your child a life free of disruptive skin symptoms without pharmaceuticals? Hi, I'm Andra. I was also a mom of a toddler and a baby struggling with severe eczema. I too felt helpless because I couldn't figure out how to get rid of my children's eczema and wished I could take the misery out of their bodies. Every day I questioned, is what I'm doing actually making a difference? I wondered, would I ever be able to go to the pool with my kids, take family photos, or eat outside the home without an eczema flare? Through diet and natural time-honored solutions, combined with endless hours of research and experimenting, I eliminated eczema from our lives. When you tune into this podcast, you will find itchy kid remedies, diet and nutrition advice, and healthy kid hacks to help lessen your workload and lighten your family home. Grab your egg-free snack, and let's get on with healing our kids. When I was first researching herbs and how to get them into my kids, you can get a lot of different options popping up on the internet. Some solutions were made of things that I'd never heard of. Most were full of coconut oil. And I think there's a really big variability of reactions to coconut oil. And honestly, I haven't decided if it works for my kids, if it infuses moisture into their skin or if it actually extracts it. So I avoid it topically on them for the time being. But anyway, the plan was to create some realistic ways to get these eczema healing herbs into my kids' bodies, into your kids' bodies, or on their skin, so you can treat their eczema from the outside in and the inside out. So, some really good, actually tested herbs, and these are Ayurvedic herbs that work for the summer and then also help to dissipate heat out of the skin and calm the skin, which is especially good for eczema. I've found that Brahmi works really well. It enhances the skin complexion and it helps with cell renewal and regeneration. Neem is another good one. It is notorious for skin health. Neem oil has fatty acids and antioxidants. It can help fight skin infections, promote wound healing, and help with signs of aging. (laughs) So our kids can thank us later. Amalaki is super high in vitamin C. It's like one of the highest sources of vitamin C you can possibly get. I'm sure you've noticed like in your own serums, there's there's oftentimes a lot of vitamin C in the expensive ones, right? (laughs) That we want on our skin. And it's because it helps rebuild the cells from within. And it also you know, boost immunity and helps keep your body healthy. Mangista is another one. It's a big antioxidant, bright, bright red herb. It's antibacterial and anti-inflammatory. So it's super beneficial for the skin and just really helpful in managing external inflammation. All right. So how are we going to get these herbs into our kids? Knowing what herbs to 
start with is one thing, but then to actually get them in them is another. So the first way is just to mix the powders into warm water. This is awesome if you have a baby and they're just compliant. I mean, especially if you're starting really early on, if you mix them in water and give it to them via syringe, great. If you happen to have a really compliant (laughs) toddler or a kid that's just a rock star and taking down supplements, then that might work for you as well. You can also create herbal honeys. So to do that, you need to just make sure your jar is super dry and dishwasher clean because any water or bacteria can make the honey spoil. So then you'd fill it about a fourth of you fill the jar about a fourth of a way up with dry herbs. And then you fill the jar the rest of the way with honey. You might see some some bubbles come up to the top. That's fine. And then and then the herbs might absorb some of the honey. So you can put in, if you notice it's running low, like put in more. And then all you have to do is wait just at least a week. So this isn't an immediate option like the powders in water. Or you could do juice too to mask the taste. Subnote <laughs> on the first option. But the honey. Wait a week, at least a week. Try and flip the jar a couple of times while it's while it's soaking and make sure all the herbs are covered with honey the whole time. And you might want to put you might want to put a plate underneath this jar just in case any leaks out, just so it's not on your counter. And then once it's infused long enough, you can either strain the herbs or you can eat the honey with the herbs still mixed in. So just be sure you label it and you know the date that you made the honey. It lasts about a month if you are careful to not get any moisture in there. So that's your second option. You can make an herbal honey that's generally a good way to go. If your kid is over one, you can give that to them as their treat. I love putting supplements in desserts. That's my favorite or serving supplements as desserts is even better, but this wouldn't be an option for you if you have a baby under one, because you, you all know if you give babies honey and they're under one, I think it's botulism they're worried about. So, so don't do that. Or number three, you could make a glycerate. And there is a glycerate that I often recommend called Allery's Junior by Blue Poppy Herbs, which really helps as just a natural antihistamine. So you can make something like that, or you can put these herbs in the glycerate and, you know, just give it to like your toddler, likely your toddler, just straight out of a dropper, like give them their own bottle. And my toddler's pretty good about taking supplements like straight from a dropper because she's been doing this for quite a while, her entire short little life. So if you're in that same boat with a clean jar, put the the herbs about half full into, into the jar and then put glycerate like at least 55%. Make sure it's fully covering the herbs and the plant material and fill the jar so that there's about an inch on top left. And for just for dried herbs, which you're likely using, you can use fresh herbs here too. 
you want to dilute the glycerin with distilled water three to one. So three parts glycerin and one part water and fill the jar, you know, again, so you have a, an inch up top. Glycerin is interesting. Vegetable glycerin is either palm oil based or coconut oil based. Make sure you, whatever you choose, it's exclusively one or the other. And, you know, if it's palm oil based, make sure it was like sustainably harvested. No one's out to destroy the rain's forest, you know. Then use a knife or like a chopstick to poke into the herbs or the plant material. Release the air bubbles. And then cap and label the jar and you can set it in a dark location at room temperature for about four to six weeks. Another not immediate option at all. And then you shake the bottle every day or two and top off with more glycerin as necessary as the plant material or the herbs poke above the top of the liquid. And then after four to six weeks, just pour the mixture through a strainer lined with a few layers of cheesecloth. Make sure you have clean hands. You can squeeze the cheesecloth and the remainder of the herbs to get all the last material you know, into the, into the jar. And then you label it with the date again, another month, I'd say for homemade stuff. I wouldn't keep it longer than a month. Another way to get herbs into kids is through a syrup. You've seen elderberry syrup, you boil whatever you're using. So if you were making elderberry syrup, berries and water, you'd boil that. And then you simmer it for about half an hour. And then you strain, you know, the herbs, the plant material, berries, strain those out and then return the liquid to heat. You can simmer for another 45 minutes till liquid becomes really thick and decreases in volume quite significantly. And then you remove the liquid from the heat and stir in honey to taste and again, bottle, label it. And this one, you should probably refrigerate. So you can take, this is, you know, especially if you're sick, like you can take a couple teaspoons throughout the day. That's a good option. Number five, another easy way to get herbs into kids is just tea. That's by pouring hot water over the herbs, letting it sit for, you know, five to 15 minutes. And then you can add Again, honey to taste if you'd like. And you guys know not to overheat honey. So make sure the honey or make sure the mixture is not too hot, not above body temperature before you add the honey. And then you could also do this. It's essentially the same thing, but you could make an infusion. So that's just steeped longer and you have a larger amount of liquid. So you can use it again in the future. Just put a couple handfuls of herbs into a jar and cover it with hot boiling water and then place the lid on it and let it steep for one to four hours or even overnight. So the extra steeping time versus the tea pulls more of the vitamins and the minerals out of the herbs. So vitamin rich herbs like nettle is a really good choice for that one. And then lastly, you can do infused oils. And I've talked a little bit about this, but this is a really good way to nourish your kid from the outside in, and it does permeate your tissues. And actually, infused oils actually moisturize better than just 
playing oil because in infusing the oils, the molecular structure changes and they become strong, smaller and more absorbable. So the extra time it takes to put some of this stuff like into olive oil, it's worth it. It'll go all the way into their tissues and that's where, that's where they need it. Don't be thrown off by this. If you do this once, it'll be no problem in the future. So don't be scared to try this. I am certainly not. <laughs> Ask anyone who knows me. I am not Martha Stewart. I am not an herbalist, but I can do this stuff. So if I can do it, you can too. So you put your dry herbs into a sterilized container. The same thing. It's got to be dishwashered and it's got to be, it's got to be completely dry. So you don't spoil your oil. You pour your unrefined oil on top of the herbs and poke with a chopstick or something to make sure no air bubbles are left. And then you roll the jar back and forth in your hands to mix the herbs and the oil. And then you put the container in a dark, warm spot like a cupboard and let the mixture sit for four to six weeks. And you can stir or shake the herb every couple days. So when the infusion time is up, same thing, you line a wire, a wire strainer with a few layers of cheesecloth, pour it through the filters, and then so you don't leave any precious oil left into the cheesecloth, gather it up once you've poured the whole thing and then squeeze it out into the jar so you don't, so you don't waste any. And if you're really amazing, you can compost those herbs. Then you just cover the jar, let the oil settle overnight in a cool, dark location, and then that lets any sediment, you know, settle to the bottom. And then you can strain it through another filter, like the next day, like a coffee filter, to remove any of the sediment. Or you can leave it in there, it depends how gritty it is. I like to put mine in dark colored glass bottles with, you know, either the, the squeezable dropper tops or like the pump tops. So it's really easy to put on the kids and, and label it. I like those glass markers, as long as your kids aren't grabbing the bottles and then you get the ink all over. But if you can keep the <laughs> bottles away from your kids, if they're babies and they're not grabbing it, that's a good option or just get a really good label and, and label it that way. So again, an, a month, but you'll use it in that time. So you can make infused oils a few different ways. Like that was the standard way. It's very easy, but it takes four to six weeks. You can do it with a double boiler. The process is essentially the same, but you put a double boiler into a bigger pot, fill the bigger pot about a quarter full of water and bring it to a boil. And then you place the herb and the oils into the double boiler on top of the original pot and mix it until there aren't any more air bubbles and simmer it for like 30 to 60 minutes. And you keep an eye on the amount of water in the original pot. Don't let it go dry. So keep putting water in there if you need to, but make sure that you don't get any water into the herb and oil mixture so it doesn't go rancid. And then when it's finished, do the same thing. Strain it with a strainer and a couple of layers of cheesecloth into a dark glass bottle. You can use a funnel and ideally, you know, put a pumper top on it so you can use it easily that night on your kids before a bath. And you can also do 
a heat-infused herb oil with a crock pot. I like this way the best. Then you aren't limited by volume and it's not very much hands-on time. So same thing as the double boiler method, fill the crock pot about a fourth of a way full of water and then place a jar on top of some lids so the jar doesn't break. So put lids on the bottom of the crock pot, then your jar full of oil and herbs and make sure you're, you've poked it so that the air bubbles come out. And then you simmer that for four to eight hours, or you could even do overnight. <laughs> if your night is longer than eight hours, that'd be amazing. But you do want to make sure that the water doesn't run out at the bottom of the crock pot. And you also want to make sure the water doesn't go into the herb oil mixture, just like all the other ways. And when it's done, same thing. After it cools down, you can strain it in a wire strainer with some cheesecloth. Squeeze it to get the last bits out and label it and start using it. This stuff makes a really big difference. Put these oils on like it's just like taking a supplement. And eczema is a condition that we do have to tackle from the outside in and the inside out. I just prefer to use these methods over pharmaceuticals. If you need any extra help executing on this and getting these things together, I would love to help you. Let me take you through my eczema-free framework. We address diet, supplements, skincare routine, home modifications, testing, all the things that you need to get to the root cause of your kid's eczema case. Just email me at support at eczemakids.com and we'll get you on your path to wellness. Take care. You're doing great. Hey friend, if today's episode helped you in any way, would you leave me a review in Apple Podcasts? Neither of us have time for social media, so this is the best way to help other parents find this podcast and heal their kids. Thanks for your contribution towards ending childhood eczema.